Welcome to the HitchedMag.com podcast. So hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm once again joined with Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. I don't know if you realize this, but this is our 12th episode. Oh my! I know. <laughs> I hope we're getting lots of good information to the folks. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, so to get started this week, you uh, wrote a column on the frustration of one spouse asking the other to go out for dinner and them not wanting to and not getting out of their comfortable jeans and making the trip to a nice restaurant. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of issues that go into this and some that you um, indicate may be more deep-seated uh, than just not wanting to have that kind of food. Mm -hmm. um, so I have several questions for you. Uh, first off, one of the more common responses um, to what do you want for dinner or where do you want to go for dinner is whatever or wherever. Mm -hmm. um, so a suggestion is made and then the response turn, turns into, well, I'll go anywhere except for that place. Uh -huh. uh, do you think you should uh, establish a rule for couple, or do you think couples should establish a rule that they're not able to give that whatever, wherever kind of a response? Hmm. You know, I think it's going to depend on the couple. I think that if if they can flow with that, you know, it's not a big deal. I wouldn't necessarily say that there has to be a rule. But if that comes up a lot of times and it starts to be annoying, I call the person on it and say, you know, you say that whatever or wherever, and then you end up not liking my suggestions. So obviously you do have an opinion. And, you know, please tell that to me beforehand. So that way, you know, I really understand what your needs are. Uh, but, you know, I think it's going to just depend on the couple and how annoying that kind of a thing gets to be. Okay. And and in your suggestions and the article to help expand your partner's culinary palate, uh, you recommend bringing a new style of food home. Now, bringing it home, does that make the food less scary because it's in a familiar environment? Well, you know, what I the reason I suggested that was because in this particular situation, the person was saying that they didn't want to get out of their comfortable jeans. So I thought, well, okay, if you don't want to get out of your jeans and you just want to be in the comfort of your home, then you could bring the new food back into the house. But, you know, as you're raising that question, what does occur to me is that it might not be a bad idea for people in general if they're a little hesitant to try new food to bring it into the house because then at least you have the comfort of your home, which might make it a little less apprehensive for them. And the other thing is that if you go out to a restaurant and it's a different kind of food, you've got no choices then. You're stuck there. But if you're home and you really, really dislike the food, well, then at least you can go into the cabinet and get something else for yourself. So it's really probably not a bad idea. It's, you know, it would serve a purpose of being home. Okay, yeah, just a few steps away from a solution, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, perhaps one of the most startling parts of the article that you wrote, though, was at the very front of your article, which is a statistic from uh, Dr. John Gottman's research, mm -hmm. which states that 69% of couples are incompatible. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think fighting over food is a hopeless losing battle if we're incompatible anyway, majority of us? Well, I put that in there because I think that those are um, 
that's an expectation that a lot of couples um, have that's incorrect. And whether it's about food or about um, an event that they want to go to or uh, their opinions about politics or anything, um, I think that uh, couples need to know that they're not going to agree most of the time and that that does not mean anything is wrong with them. I think that unless they know that kind of research, they start to think, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with us? You know, oh, we can't see eye to eye on anything, you know, really, like, you know, maybe we don't belong together. And that's not the case at all. Basically, you have to just learn to know that you let it go most of the time, whether it be food or anything else. Okay. Now, you bring up the point in your article that the issue of not wanting to try a meal um, may be more deep-seated, which I brought up in the intro here, um, mm -hmm. uh, and not really about the food itself. What are some signs that it's not about the food? Well, to me, what the clue was in this was that, you know, one person was speaking about uh, the need for the variety, and the other person was speaking about just wanting to stay home and stay, you know, in comfortable clothes. Mm -hmm. So that's what sort of caught my eye, and I realized that it wasn't really about the food. And many times my experience has been that when people are arguing, it's not really about what their the actual argument is about. It's about something else. So if couples see that they are arguing about the same thing over and over again and it's never getting resolved, what would be good for them to do is to look beyond the actual argument and get to their feelings. In other words, what is it that they're feeling in the argument? What needs are not being met? Because that's what the argument is really representing. Okay. And, All right. Yeah, and, and in the end, um, when it comes down to really wanting some type of food, let's use Thai food, for example, is it really that bad to just go have Thai food with a friend um, and just accept the fact that your spouse isn't into that kind of a food? Well, I'm going to expand this again outside the realm of food. Okay. Um, I do think that relationships are about compromise, and I do think it's important for couples to learn how to compromise and do a give and take in the relationship. On the other hand, I don't think couples should be joined at the hip and feel that they must do everything together. I think that's an unhealthy relationship. And so there are lots of opportunities to have individual friends, individual space, and so it may very well be that either you do an activity that your mate hates. I mean, maybe you love the opera and your mate absolutely hates it. <laughs> um, or as you're saying, that you love, love, love Thai food and your mate just can't swallow it. Then, yeah, go out with a friend. And that doesn't mean that anything is wrong with your relationship. Okay. Well, that wraps up another episode. So thank you very much for your time again, Karen. Of course. And uh, for everybody else out there, you can get more information at drkarensherman.com or also at choicerelationships.com. And of course, you can get uh, all of her archived articles at hitchmag.com. And see you next time. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.